While recording this episode, Will and I recognized an opportunity for you, the listener. If you'd like to make this episode a drinking game, take a drink anytime you hear an F-bomb, or if you hear side vagina. Without further ado, here's episode 29. We're Doug and Will and we are off the rail, off the rails, and we are off the rails. Listening to Off the Rails, a podcast with little preparation and two uninformed guys. I'm Doug, and with me as always, welcome, who William. Yo, Douglas. Uh, little preparation. I like that you 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 say that there's at least a little bit of preparation. Would you say there's a little bit of preparation? I would say that there is minimal preparation. We couldn't, it couldn't, yeah, there's preparation. I've got notes. Okay. Okay. So, that counts. That counts. Now, as far as communication between you and I, yeah. uh, that's pretty much next to nothing. I mean, yeah, you, you come into this podcast blind. You don't yeah. know what the fuck I've got on my mind and what I want to talk about. And nine out of time, now nine out of 10 times, you don't have any topics to talk about. Yeah. Which yeah. could be a problem, but we, yeah, we should go back to the uh, uh, how we originally started it, where we had like a run through, and you shared articles and stories with me through the week, which kind of helped motivate me try to find some stuff. Because right now I'm just uh, I don't I don't come across things and think that would go well with off the rails. So maybe we need to regroup and replan that. Now, yeah, we, now that we're in we, season two. Yeah, season two. Time to step shit up. Yeah, exactly. That's that should be the theme of season two. Time to step shit up. <laughs> yeah, we've really digressed quite a bit, haven't we? We actually we yeah. for at least three weeks we got together pre pod. Yeah. And discussed topics. And even yeah. the flow. Like this is what I got. What should we talk about? When should we talk about it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now it's just nothing. Yeah. No, yeah. We we just get we just hop on the phone and start talking. Um, which I think is a lot of the reasons why we we sound uneducated and maybe a little uh, cringy at times, it's because we're just there's no script in front of us this time, and so sometimes we throw each other through a loop with what comes out of our mouths. And and what notes I do have, they don't get referenced properly. Uh, I'll look at it and I'll forget. Like last week's podcast, whenever we we took the break to to do Dead or Alive. Um, and when we were all getting on the phone together, I complained about how I, I forget to talk about the actual shit I wanted to talk about when talking about a subject. And so I left it on the podcast to kind of say, well, fuck, at least I brought it up just a little bit. That's what happens. I have all these notes that I've in bits and parts of a topic that I'm like, I want to touch this part of it. I think this is funny. I think this is weird. I fucking never remember what I wrote. I never refer back to it. And it's always after listening to it when i'm editing that i'm like god damn it i wanted to talk about this or that mm. yeah anyways that's how, how we was- get off the rails hey douglas how was your week uh my week was uh my week was fine i didn't okay. do much of anything um i had a uh, my two-month chiropractor follow-up 
today was today. Cool. Tell us we more. Took, we took x-rays and then went over those x-rays today. We have good, great progress. Super. Feeling really good about where things went. Let's do a little description. And if I if I need to, if you think it's necessary, I can I can post pictures of the um, hmm. x-rays as I have those in my inbox, okay. um, which is an email term um, used in, in email in, inbox people. No, I, yeah, I understand what a, an inbox is. Thank you. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> so you know what, the, like, when, if you're standing sideways and an uh, x-ray was looking at you, you know, from the side, you know what your spine's supposed to look like, right? Like the curvature of your spine. Sure, sure. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like the, uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. We, I don't, that doesn't sound very convincing. I mean, I know what a spine looks like. Yes, I do. Yeah, you know, it's got that curvature where it comes out and rounds down. Mm-hmm. So mine didn't have that at all. So uh, on June 8th, when I took these x-rays, and if I'm, st- I'm standing sideways, my spine is leaning forward. Mm-hmm. At an absolute perfect straight line, going in the wrong direction, hmm. uh, leaning forward, it, it's at fifty-five point something millimeters off kilter in the wrong direction in a straight line leaning forward when hmm. it should be leaning backwards with a nice curvature. Um, and so mine didn't have that at all. Today or yesterday, I did have the curvature that not enough, but the natural curvature is supposed to be like at 22 meters. I don't know what that really means. Um, but, and it's on, you can see it on my, on my x-ray. He's got it diagrammed, but like at 22 meters and I'm at 10 point something. So I do have some good curvature, the beginning of some curvature. We've gone the opposite direction. We've moved it where it needs to go. We've got some curvature. Um, <laughs> My L1, 2, and 3 are looking much better. L4 and 5 are still um, kind of locked, and we got to keep working on those. Um, neck is no good. It still leans forward. It doesn't have that natural curvature where it should. Mm. Um, and that's because of the fucking cell phone and screen time. Because I'm looking at my cell phone. Where's your neck? I'm leaning down. I'm looking down at my phone. And it's fucking my neck up. So I've been chastised about that. Well, this um, would be for just, just about every American there is then. Yeah, I'm trying to say this is going to be a widespread issue. Yes, you're fucking your necks up. Your necks are supposed to, when you stand up straight, your neck should have a curve backwards, like the BD. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, don't they? Mine doesn't. It's fucking leaning forward. It's, it's straight. There's no curve whatsoever. And it's 100% because I'm constantly looking down at my phone. He was like, yeah, you look at your phone and he holds it up in the air. Like, if you're sitting down, look at your phone, you need to hold it up here and make sure your head's kind of tilted back. I started laughing. I was like, shit. Ain't nobody doing that. That's uncomfortable. I, do you know how long I'm looking at my phone consecutively? That's going to be impossible. Uh And, uh, yeah, I've got a a neck pillow thing. I need to start laying on the ground and putting my neck on to force it to curve every day. So he's upset about the neck. Back's looking good is the point. Off the walker for the last two weeks, I haven't taken any pain medication, any muscle relaxers for the last four days. 
Um, the, I don't have any pain in my back when I'm sitting down. I don't have any. The pain is basically gone. Good. The only problem is my left leg is still weak. Um, it's not necessarily. It's kind of numb, but we've got the leg at about sixty-five percent. So, okay. but yeah, so I no longer have to go three days a week, starting Good. for the next nine months. Ooh, nine months. We're going once a week for wellness. Wellness Wednesdays is what we've called it. He's called it. Uh, that's it. That's the backup day. We're doing much better, and the spine's looking better, and we've uh, succeeded in most of the goals that we set forth two months ago. Hmm. Uh, I like the uh, term Wellness Wednesdays because it's between Taco Tuesday and Titty Thursday. Um, so that you got three good days there and then Friday is finally Friday. Um, so that's good. And then you got Monday. I don't know what Monday is. Uh, Monday. You got what? Magical Monday. Magical Monday. Okay. Most people would think Monday sucks. Chicken Monday. I hate Monday. No. I'm going to make magical Monday. Magical, magical. Monday. Tuesday. Wellness Wednesday. Titty Thursday. Mm-hmm. What'd you call Friday? I, I think I said finally Friday is what I said. Finally Friday? Yep, finally Friday. It's finally Friday. Finally Friday. Yeah. Then what's so Saturday? Super, super Saturday. Super Saturday. And then, and then you got Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. There you go. You got, you got something for every day of the week now. Nice. Get, getting that wellness Wednesday in there really ties the whole week together. It really does. It really does. Well, that's good. I I like the report. Good news. Glad to hear it. Sucks that you have to do Wellness Wednesday for the next nine months, but uh, that's good to hear. Good news. Yep. Still some work to be done and got to maintain it because if we stop, it's not a matter of if it's going to go back to the way it was. It's a matter of when it's going to go back to the way it was. So So the goal for nine months from now would be what? You know what? I Let's. We didn't discuss what happens after the nine months. Okay. I, I maybe I should have asked that question. I didn't. That didn't cross my mind at all. When he said nine months, I think I kind of shut down a little bit. I was like, <laughs> nine, nine. You you just planned out a nine month fucking game plan already? Yeah, it's tough. That's rough. I, I feel like let's go another two. Why don't well let's work in two month interval in, yeah. intra, intervals. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! It's already it's already starting. It's already starting. <laughs> Speaking of starting, I was listening to your podcast. We're going to segue because you said that. Okay. We're going to touch on your Rocklahoma, if you don't mind. You guys sure. did. A, I just want to make a quick uh, thing. So you guys did a podcast. You guys went to Rocklahoma. You did a podcast live on the scene uh, mm-hmm. after the second night. And you were intoxicated. You had a yes. couple beverages throughout the day. And right. you were dropping F-bombs uh, right and left. Mm. They were – you really brought your F – you stepped your F-bomb game up big yeah. time. Um, and it made me think of last week's pod because I dropped – when I was editing and listening to it, I didn't really notice whenever I was doing it that I dropped quite a bit of, of F-bombs during that podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that maybe the listener should start doing a drinking game with F-bombs. Every time an F-bomb is there, they take a drink or 
every time we fuck up a word, um, such as is it in troubles? Is it in troubles? <laughs> you yeah, that's a that's a good idea. I don't use a lot of profanity when I'm sober. So no, it only had to be when I'm drunk, and I didn't even realize that the f bombs were coming out. So, yeah, that's that, like some people like to you know smoke cigarettes when they drink. I guess I just I dropped the <laughs> f bomb a little bit more when I drink. You, they came out very natural, very yeah. comfortable, um, as if they're in your everyday vernacular. Yeah. Uh, it, it was pretty impressive. Um, but okay. yes, because you don't use the f bomb in your everyday speech, mm-hmm. it was very, it was very prominent. I, I definitely took note of it right away. I was like, oh, that's like three f bombs in the last uh, thirty-two <laughs> seconds. That's uh, wow. look at this uh, guy feeling saucy. Feeling saucy, yeah. We, uh, Saturday was a the big drinking day at Rocklahoma's. Had a good time. I, you know, I was in a group to where. Uh, I was. I felt like I had to pick up the slack for the group when it came to drinking uh, because Michael, not a drinker. Uh, Michael Shilke, no longer a drinker. I I retired him from drinking at our, our at our last Rucklahoma. Uh and Trey was actually pretty loopy, but he's not much of a drinker drinker either. So I was just kind of picking up the slack for the rest of the group there. Dang, that's a, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. That's kind of difficult to have a group. It's not difficult, um, but I can see what you're talking about, having a whole group of individuals, and you're the only one that's really wanting to tie one on. You guys should have got Kane going. How old's Kane? 15? 15. He, he probably a little young to get going there. I don't I don't think I'd feel comfortable with that. So, uh, huh. no. Yeah, no. I think I think we're good there. Would dad be comfortable with it? Would, would dad be comfortable with it? Not, no, I don't no. think so. Not, not would. I said, what if dad was comfortable with it? Oh, that would be awkward. I feel like that would be an awkward situation. I'm glad that we didn't have that conversation. When I was growing up in L-Town, Newland, Texas, um, I had a friend's, his parents would buy us, we were in high, but we were like junior. So we were like 17, 16, 17. Some of them might have been 18. Um, But yeah, his parents would buy us alcohol as long as we drank at his house. We couldn't leave. We had to stay the night. We had to stay at the house where they could make sure we weren't out causing a ruckus or hurting anybody or hurting ourselves or driving. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was very strange and also maybe the coolest thing I'd ever experienced. Right. I don't think I had an experience like that when I was in high school. And without having a child over the age of one right now, it's hard for me to really <laughs> have have an opinion of that at this time. I, I don't know. We'll see where I stand in 15 years. I'll get back to you on that. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your Rock Mahoma experience? I've got some, I've got my own questions I, I have based on the podcast I listen to. Sure. Uh, the podcast I, I'm referencing, ladies and gentlemen, you might have heard it before in our previous podcast. It's a little something called No Judgments Here, a music, all a podcast all about music and music happenings hosted by our very own Will and our DOA, um, our DOA uh, host, Mike, drink up. Um, <laughs> they went to Rock Bahamas, they did a live podcast, and I listened to it, and I've got questions about it. Keep going. Well, how was your experience? Uh, it was a it was a really good experience. Uh, the people watching at, at Rock Home is really what the festival is all about. Um, it's a crazy environment of uh, Oklahomans and Arkansans and possibly a few Texans and Missourians coming together 
uh, I would say between 20 to 25,000 people uh, in attendance each day. Uh, a lot of people like to go all out. They dress up. I, I saw Wayne and Garth there. Um, I saw Forrest Gump there. I saw Jesus there. Uh, the girls are a lot of breastuses uh, available to see. Uh, people are just dressed up in all they can do. I mean, costumed out. We do not do that. We just go to people watch. We sit and we just take in the entire show. The music, a lot of times, is secondary to what you're seeing all around you and experiencing. It's a very much a county fair type vibe uh, with a lot of meth going around. Um, and a lot of alcohol um, all gained into one. So I can tell you that Rocklahoma, it was very, very hot. It was probably in the mid-90s each uh, each day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We got there around noon Sunday. Uh, The music started around 3.30. There's basically 12 bands a day you get to watch. Um, Rob Zombie was on Friday, headliner. Slipknot was on Saturday, the headliner. Limp Bizkit was supposed to be headlining Sunday, but they were a no-show. So Hellstorm ended up headlining. Um, and, and then we go back to our campsites. And really, the campsites is what makes Rocklahoma for a lot of the attendees. It's all about the parties at the campsites. But as we talked about on the No Judgments Here campsites, our podcast, uh, Mike and I, plus the others, I, I believe this was our fourth or fifth year of camping. And we have yet to take we've yet to see these actual parties at the campsites take place so everything we read online to us at this point is just a myth because we just haven't seen it ourselves our campsite area was very quiet there was a a group of teenagers next to us who were very loud i'm told on friday night and kept trade michael up but we were on the i was on the other side of the camper which by the way was two feet away and i heard nothing the entire night so I was good there, um, but our, our camp area, and it happens every year, is, is generally very, very quiet. So if there are parties happening, it's happening somewhere we where we just have not been able to find. But it, it's uh, we're, we're talking thousands of RVs and campers, uh, people camping out all week. Um, and it's, it's just a, it's basically a family reunion of a lot of people that just really like to get out, party, listen to music, and hang out with people. It's, it, it's a great time. A couple quick questions here. Um, Go ahead. You left off Kansas. You don't think any Kansans show up? I, I do think that there are some Kansans. Yes, I did leave off Kansas. Um, and that is, if you think about it, that is quite the uh, some 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 red dirt Oklahomans. You got your yes. uh, your people from Missouri coming down from the the Ozarks, the yeah, hill the, people. Yeah, the hills. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You've got your hill people uh, coming down. Um, you've got uh, well. Arkansas, Arkansas, right? yeah, the hills, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the yeah. Ozarks are coming out in full force. I mean, it's definitely got to be. You would dressing up. That I had no clue. I've never known that they dressed up like that. That's interesting. That's. I mean, you're a festival goer. That's not a normal thing unless it's the. Unless it's the insane clown bossy festival, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know why people do it, but they they've done it every year, and every year I'm there. Um, on day one, I really just want to, I want to take pictures of everybody in their costumes, but I, I, just, never have. I, I just never have. I, I've never gotten around to and, it. And um, because years I, in a row? Uh, I've been eight years total. Um, in all eight years, I've had the thought process of, I should just take pictures of people in their costumes, but it never happens. But never, I, ever happens. I have never seen a picture of any costumes of this festival from any of you people that go. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, I did take a couple. So Jesus, 
I was watching Knocked Loose on Sunday. I did take a picture of Jesus, and he was standing next to Wayne and Garth. Um, and then there was another guy who was hanging out with Jesus who had a sign uh, that said, I eat ass. So I did take a picture of that as well and shared it on my Instagram story. So I did have those few. But, yeah, I mean, it, that's there. there's so, so many pictures you could take. Like, if you just went and just focused on costumes and getting pictures of everybody, it would be an entire festival by itself. I'll have to go back and look at that. I did see the I eat ass picture and I did see Jesus, but I didn't see Wayne and Garth with him. So I have to yeah, go back and check that. What you had said a moment ago that um, the things that the parties and whatnot, just what does the website, what does, what does it describe as the atmosphere that you, that apparently is a myth? It just describes just outrageous parties. I mean, well, that's so a, it's, it's not like an official website. So basically, uh, Rocklahoma has dozens of party groups, Facebook groups um, that you can join. People of Rocklahoma, Rocklahomies, uh, sure. Singles, Rocklahoma. Oh, they have, so they have all these different groups. Uh, there's a Surviving Rocklahoma Facebook group. There, there's a Campground Rocklahoma Facebook group. And there, there's an Excel, an Excel spreadsheet that gets shared that people can add on their campsite and add on their parties. And you can, you can look at this spreadsheet to see where all the parties are at. And uh, it's just never, we've never been successful at finding these parties. Now, when you're walking from your campsite um, to the festival grounds, you know, the people who have really prime spots on the path to get there, they really decorate up their websites. Um, They want you to stop there. They do a lot of, you know, uh, shots for, tits or tits for shots whatever you want however you want to call it hey so they have drinks and they want people to stop by their campsite all the way up there but generally when we walk up there it's you know they're all playing music they're all standing around but there's no party happening so again it's just one of those things maybe we're just not there at the right time maybe we're not crossing the right path we just haven't you know we, we just had we just suck at finding the parties it's just been an unsuccessful event for us for four or five years well, let's, I mean, how hard are you guys really looking for these parties? You say that we've never found the parties. Would you say that you've actually ventured out looking for the parties or only from the path from the show to your spot? In between there, you're not finding any parties, but you all haven't actually ventured out in search of these parties. That's a yeah, question. As, as far as, you know, that's a good question. As far as venturing out and just walking, uh, there's a lot of walking involved at Rocklahoma. So when we get back from the camp at the end of the night, it's generally around midnight. Um, yeah, we're just not going to go site searching at that point. So I am talking about from the Rocklahoma grounds to our campsite and just being at our campsite. Like we, you kind of get the vibe from what you're reading is that there's just parties happening all over the place. So when we sit down at our campsite and we look at our entire row uh, of dozens and dozens of campsites and we see no activity at all, that's kind of where we're stating, well, maybe there's really no parties here. We've, we've camped twice at VIP, uh, which is where all the, the good stuff is at. And then we've, I think we've camped either twice or three times now and then general missionary, the common folk. And you know, we've been fortunate or lucky, I guess, to say that every single time, it's just been a dead zone, quietness. So it's just pretty odd how we've done it in a different spot every single year. In each and every single year, we keep getting the same end result, which is no parties. Well, it's a shame that you guys don't plan on going back. I think that part of your issue could possibly be, and I and I don't know this or not, this is an assumption on my part, 
that you guys probably don't dress up your campsite um, with party inviting lights or mm-hmm. things that would say, hey, you guys should stop by our campsite because we're fun guys and we like to party and drink it up, stop and have a good time. Um, that could be one problem. Yeah, I'm assuming you all don't do. Well, I just want to want to be clear here. We don't want people stopping at our, our at our. <laughs> I, I do want to make that clear. And uh, our camp, uh, everybody likes to name their own campsites. Our our campsite is Camp Baff B A F, which is camp basic as fuck. Uh, so yeah, we we have none of the the stuff. Mike did bring his awesome grill down this year, and we yeah, do have a camper, which is which is two two really great things about our campsite. Let's be clear on what this camper is, folks. This is a fifth wheel, right? This is a, yes. a long, nice camper with air conditioning mm-hmm. and, and the and the works. Yeah, yeah. we're not stuck in a little pop up. No, with no it's, it's, yeah, it's, you guys do it right. Yeah, it's it's been real nice. Trey, uh, who who's gone with us the last three years now, um, his father in law has been nice enough to provide his camper to us for the weekend. Uh, we had some issues with it last time we were there. The AC kind of went out uh, on night one, but uh, this time around, everything worked perfectly. It was great. Uh, it's 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 so great to have uh, in the weather that is Oklahoma, whether it be Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend, as it was this year. It's 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 a great great resource to have. I can't even imagine ever going back to tent camping after you get the fifth wheel. Yeah, that would be difficult. That would definitely suck. Let me uh, let me ask a couple questions in relation to the podcast and your your experience. Um, you guys, somebody mentioned private porta potty. You guys yeah. had your own private porta potty with its own lock. Like that's an option. It's right on your site. Yeah, there's a there's a company called Atcher Service Rentals. Uh, they provide porta potties to anybody who wants them at their own campsite. You get the lock. Um, once you get on site, they have a little booth set up close to the entrance. Uh, you go and get your key. Um, and they will even, if you want to take like a pool uh, for your campsite as well, they will come and fill up your pool for you uh, for a fee. So, yeah, we get our own porta potty for the entire three days. Um, and you can either ask them to clean it every day or one day, however you want to do it. They'll come what? and service, service your porta potty as well. It's a pretty, pretty awesome little deal. Absolutely. Do you have to pay? Per clean? Yeah, I can't remember how much you had to pay for cleaning. There, it is an extra fee for them to come and service your porta potty during the weekend, though. Gotcha. Um, let's see. But I got to tell you that that is well worth the money to not have to wait in any lines for porta potties, uh, for it to be right there on site for you. Uh, it's it's awesome. If you're going to go to a festival, to be able to have your own porta potty, well worth any amount of money it is. That's, that's hands down worth any amount of money. Are you kidding me? When I heard him say something on our, our own porta potty with the lock, or whatever, I, I was like, "That's now that's the way to fucking do it right there." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I wrote uh, private porta potty question mark. You dropped a ton. I've already covered that. Um, there was a moment in time where you guys had mentioned something about Kane, which is Mike's son, fifteen year old, his first. Um, trip out to an event like that about him seeing um, things that he normally wouldn't see. Um, I think you've already covered that whenever you're referring to the bear, uh, the topless women. I would assume that's probably the main thing would be um, some out and about titties running around. 
a lot of nudity yes uh scantily dressed not uh not just the females but also there's a lot of near naked men there um as well um that's on top of the drug usage and alcohol that is also prevalent at the festival so but mainly uh the naked women absolutely the drug usage being um the smell of marijuana in the air that would be correct that is it and then you can just kind of tell by other people who are there coming from the hills that uh, there's some other drugs <laughs> going yeah, on as well yeah you might have mentioned methamphetamines earlier so that the hill people <laughs> yeah i gotta tell you it's it's not it's not the greatest looking crowd in the world it's uh it's a unique unique experience of people watching and it's it to me it's the best part of it um i wish that music was the best part of it but it's not it's the, the people watching and just trying to get a handle of what these people were possibly thinking by showing up and being the way that they are is is a sight to behold uh i absolutely know 100 percent what you're talking about i was in uh my dad used to live in Jefferson City, the capital of Missouri, and we I was in town for a July 4th celebration that was held on the steps of the Capitol and the surrounding the, the street that surrounded the Capitol. Um, so the Capitol steps had a stage built onto it where I got to see Eddie Money perform. Um, and then uh, they've got the foods and the fair. They got all, all kinds. of. There wasn't a fair, but like food booths and arts and crafts, shit like that. And I have never seen a group of people like that in my fucking life. Like, mm. I I was born in Joplin, Missouri. I lived in Missouri. Uh, my dad's been in Missouri my entire life. Uh, I've visited. I've been. I've never seen a group of people come from an area of Missouri that I wasn't familiar with to congregate at a festival to enjoy themselves and enjoy the uh, Eddie Money, the free Eddie Money concert. Uh, I, I was in actual shock and awe as I people watched the entire thing and, and asked, it's like, where are these? Dad, I've never seen these kind of people before. I mean, they were, and I hate to be this way, but they were the stereotypical, you, there was a movie back in the day. Doesn't even matter because I don't know who was in it. Where the hill people came down, it was like they were their own mafia, mm-hmm. um, but their overalls that were just dirty. They got the the, the colorless clothing, uh, missing teeth, mm-hmm. accents that you didn't know anybody in Missouri had. Yeah. Uh, just a group of people. Yeah. So I, I can I can see what you're talking about um, being at a rock festival with those people. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with those people. We're not. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm just uh, saying. There is, there is definitely <laughs> something wrong with those people. <laughs> I promise you, there is something wrong with those people. They are not. They are not right. <laughs> you avoid eye contact as much as possible. Uh, Trey got caught up because when it, on Saturday it, it rained during the day, so they had to delay the festival. So everybody had to go back to their campgrounds. And the this crew of people were kind of going from campsite to campsite, and I guess they got a hold of Trey. And man, I uh, I I was inside the camper, and I opened up the uh, the blinds to see what the the ruckus was out there. And I, I see this backwards hat of you know uh, Trump, uh, obviously uh, make America great again. And this dude just talking like with, with that accent that was like, oh my god, 
hillbilly central and uh, there was like five other people with them and it was a, just a disaster so i like locked all the doors i closed all the doors and i just waited it out so i was like i'm just i'm not going up there i'm not saving anybody he's on his own he'll handle it he did he's a pro um but yeah i and i'll, I'll say that you know being in this part of the world i did the, the amount of trump gear at rocklahoma was mind-boggling to me to be at a music festival and have to see all this trump gear just people uh flying flags wearing the hats wearing the shirts you name it i mean uh, man just a just a trumpopolis is what it was listening to hard rock music uh i was fucked up if you leave your boy trey hanging out there you battened up the hatches lock the door close the blinds kill the lights everybody be quiet shut up (laughs) we don't want them to know that there's anybody else here trey's on his own Trey, we love you, Trey. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. It's, Trey's a pro. He knows. He knows how to handle them. He, I'm sure he did just fine. He, he survived. So that's all that matters. That's great. And then, and then we just kind of watched them go from campsite to campsite to campsite after us. So it was, it was fun to watch once they finally got away from us. It's moments like that when I wish you'd step up your Snapchat game. You know. I know. I, wish, I agree. I wish, I, and I know it'll never happen, and I don't I expect it to happen. But man, I'd have been on that shit just snapping and commentating, just sending it to the world. That's I love that stuff. That's a, people watching like that is great. That's worth it alone. Uh, I'd have probably missed half the damn shows just to keep people watching. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's people who go to Rockaholm and don't go to the shows. So I have no doubts that you would have, if you could find the proper place at the campsites, you would have had a great time just in the campsites and never went into uh, the festival grounds. I thought it was hilarious whenever you guys were doing your podcast and you were uh, clearly inebriated, dropping F-bombs right and left, and you guys were talking about uh, what you've already covered, about how there's there's no parties. You haven't seen any parties. You're constantly under the impression that there's wild parties everywhere. There's just a party to your left, a party to your right. You can't escape them. There's no way that you can walk from point A to point B without just being inundated with parties, and you guys haven't found any parties any of the times <laughs> that you're there. And as you guys are doing your podcast, it's absolutely loud with the sounds of raging parties to your left, to your right. And I'm just like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? I can't hear. I I can hear them fine, but I, without a shadow of a doubt, hear fucking parties going on all around them. What are they talking about? Uh, I'm just gonna have to disagree with you. Now there there is a walkway that was next to our campsite, so we bought two campsites because we didn't want to have neighbors. Uh, so uh, we have one campsite where the fifth wheel was, and then Mike just parked his pickup in the other campsite, so that way we didn't have to deal with uh, strangers. Um, and next to Mike's campsite was a walkway that people would walk through to get to either the festival grounds or to their campsites, wherever they're going. So my only guess could be, because I promise you, none of the campsites around us were partying, is that whenever people kept walking past our campsite and see the five of us huddled around, uh, talking a lot about a pod is just they would hoop and holler at that point and then go on about their business uh, because there were definitely no parties happening around our area. No, sure. I, I'm not I'm not saying that you're a dirty low life liar that there were in fact parties. Just saying from the podcast it sounded it sounded, it sounded like it. They were all around you. But yeah. Well sounds like it was a good time. Sounds like uh it was it was worth the price of admission. I'm glad you guys had a good time. We had a great time. Uh, it really was a really, really good time. It was our first festival. I think all of us, our first festival since May of 2019. So um, I don't know the math on that. Um, 
like 800 days, I think, is what the Rocklahoma stated. So uh, it's been a long time coming, and, and a lot of people had a, a lot of great times. Nice. Wonderful. Well, um, nice. Uh, uh... Okay, let's move oh. on. Uh, <laughs> Will, I want to talk about a new show on Netflix. Okay. What do you know about brand-new cherry flavor? Now, see, it's possible you, you could have brought this to my attention like three or four days ago uh, because I have never heard of brand-new cherry flavor. Well, why did I need to bring it up to you three or four days ago? Well, maybe I could have done a little bit of research. Oh, don't worry. I've watched the whole uh, series. Okay, is it just one season? Yep, it's one season. I think it was either six or eight episodes um, in between 30 and 40 minutes long. Um, This is hands down the strangest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It's confusing. It's I don't know. I don't know what genre. It's once again, people. I highly recommend you do watch brand new cherry flavor on Netflix. It was made in 2021, so this is very new. Um, I don't know if it's a drama, a sci-fi, a mystery, horror. There was comedy. I don't know if it's fantasy. I don't know what genre this is. Um, it's absolutely. I'm going to just name a couple things that happened in this and try not to ruin it for anybody. Why Long do you not, story short. Why, why do you not know what genre it is? Because it was all of those. Like, I don't think, I feel like I looked on Netflix because it'll tell you drama, comedy, rom-com. I feel like Netflix will tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't recall seeing that it said anything on there as to what genre it was because I did. After one of the episodes, it's like, I, what, what is this? I didn't know. What, it's it's about a chick that comes from, I don't know where she lived, in the Midwest, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. She, it's set in the eh, 90s, early 90s, I think is what it said. Mm-hmm. Um, the chick's driving to Los Angeles. She made a short film, a very popular, uh, famous, Oscar-winning, award-winning um, I don't remember if he was a writer, producer, director, somebody. A big wig in Los Angeles found this short film and requested that she and she wanted to adapt that short film into a major motion picture. And he wanted to meet with her under the guise of possibly making that dream come true. And, and her goal is to be the director of said film. Okay. She meets with this guy. And it turns into this this witch lady um, stalking her, finding her, um, offering to hurt somebody um, that has done her wrong already uh, within her first week of being in Los Angeles. She's so upset by what has happened to her that she takes this witch person who... She has experienced strange things from the drive. I mean, from scene one, there's a weird dude on a motorcycle that you can tell is stalking her. It's like, well, what the fuck is this dude? And he's throughout. And then she meets this woman like in the first few days of even being in Los Angeles. And she seems to know who she is. And she's like a cat lady. She's like carrying a cat. And there's cats all over the fucking place at one on one scene. And she says, I'm going to, I will, I will make this dude suffer 
Um, but it's going to, you know, you're going to have to pay me. And the payment ends up being not money. She says, you have something inside of you that I want and need, and that'll be your payment. She's like, okay, whatever the fuck that means. She does this damn weird uh, a potion, drink this, uh, eat this. It's like guts. I don't remember what kind of guts and, and liquid put in a blender. And she's got to eat and drink this over the next 24 hours. Um, next thing you know, she's having these weird stomach pains and she throws up a fucking cat. Hmm. She throws up a little bitty old kitten. And you're like, what? the fuck am I watching that this girl is suddenly throwing up a kitten and the witch takes the kitten and loves on the kitten. And then the next day, this chick throws up another fucking cat and the, you find out that that's her payment. Like she's got to throw up these cats as payment to this witch. And at one point in time, and this is just, Oh my God. At one point in time, she tells the witch, she's like enough with the fucking throwing up of the cats. Like, I can't throw up any more cats. It's too fucking strange and weird. Like, she's come to grips with the fact that she's okay with it. Like, okay, I guess I got to throw up cats. I don't want to throw up cats any longer if that's a possibility. And the woman's like, okay, you don't have to throw up the cats anymore. She's like, cool. She goes on with her fucking life. She starts in, there's all kinds of drama and strange, weird shit going on in the midst that I'm not talking about. Because uh, I don't want to ruin it, but it's just constant fucking weirdness. And uh, she starts getting this pain in her side. Her side's just fucking killing her. She's crumpling over. It's like she's having these cramps, this killer fucking pain. And by this time, she's like kind of dating, seeing, uh, mingling with this famous fucking actor. Um, and the actor's kind of digging her and helping her out. And <clears throat> he's seen her short film and he wants to be in the movie, I think. But she's in this pain and she's freaking out and she makes him take her to this fucking weird mo roadside motel. And he's like, let's go to a hospital. And she's like, no, let's just go to, I saw a motel. And they go to the motel. Her side's fucking killing her. She goes into the bathroom to take a bath. She gets in the bathtub and she looks at her side and she's getting something weird. It looks like a, an open wound, this gross looking wound on her side. She gets out of the bathtub and she's naked um, and she's standing there in a robe and her breasticles are sticking out and she's looking at her side and it's and they're showing a close up of her side in the mirror and she starts to kind of like touch it with her fingers. Like, what is this? As any normal person would do, right? You're going to like feel around when I, and she's touching it and all of a sudden she's getting pleasure as she's touching her side. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. She grew a side vagina. <laughs> the witch made her grow a side vagina. She's rubbing on her side vagina to figure out what it is. She realizes, wait a minute. This feels familiar. I guess I've got a fucking side vagina. She goes out to the to the to the room where the fucking movie star famous dude is waiting for her. She comes out in a robe. She walks up on him to kiss him. Because now she's turned on. She's been fiddling her fucking diddle in her side vagina in the bathroom. She gets this. You might want to turn off the podcast right now if you're a little offended. Come back in about five or ten. Fast forward it. 
because it's about to get real fucking serious. Are you, are you saying you have another five to ten minutes left in this review? <laughs> Who knows how long it's going to go. I'm going to try to wrap it up because it's pretty much going to end after I d- get done describing this scene. Because this okay. is really, this is what, what got me to watch it. Because I was, somebody told me about this show. I didn't just find this shit on my own. Somebody was like, you're not going to believe what me and my fucking friend uh, uh, binge watched last night. This chick ended up with a side vagina. I'm like, what? The side vagina? And she's describing it. And it's like, wow, this is this is too strange. I've got to see. Oh, by the way, let me back up. She birthed a cat out of her side vagina in the bathroom. <laughs> as she as she gets ready to fuck, as she right before she dibbles her side vagina, um, she's <laughs> in birthing pains now. And instead of throwing up the cat, the witch made it so that she could just birth cats out of her fucking side vagina. She goes out into the, into the hotel room. She just birthed the side vagina. That guy with the motorcycle helmet I spoke of earlier, he just busts in the room, takes the cat and leaves like it's nothing. And as he grabs the cat to walk away, she goes, hey, tell her I'll start throwing up cats again. Because even she knows the side vagina is a little bit stranger than vomiting cats. I should probably get rid of the side vagina and go back to vomiting cats. But before I get rid of my side vagina, I'm going to have this movie star diddle my side vagina for a little while. <laughs> oh, my God. She saw she saunters up to him all sexy like she grabs his hand and she's kissing him and she puts his hand on her side vagina. He doesn't question if it's a side vagina. He doesn't question this odd looking fucking gross looking thing on his side. He doesn't say, ooh, don't put my hand there. What is that? He, she puts his hand there and he without hesitation, little one finger, little two finger. Next thing you know, he's got four fingers. I'm like, whoa, four fingers deep already? Next thing you know, he's got fist forearm deep in her side vagina as they're standing there. But what the fuck am I watching right now, brand new cherry flavor? What is this? What goes on in a human's mind? I can't believe I stopped this and looked up the writer, the writers of this to see what other strange shit they've done in the past. What the fuck is there? What are they doing? Sitting at home smoking fucking on some mescaline, on some peyote? How does somebody come up with a movie where they throw up cats and then instead of throwing up cats, they grow a side vagina and birth cats? What kind of weird, demented shit is going on with that person? I don't think I want to know that kind of person. And I don't want them in my life to have that shit running through their fucking brain. They lay down on the bed and he fucking fists her side vagina and then the scene ends and there's no more talk of her side vagina. It's episode four if you just want to go straight to the side vagina. Episode four, about halfway through it, when you see him at a motel, stop. You're going to see a side vagina and possibly a fucking, not possibly, you'll see a dude fist a goddamn side vagina after she birds the fucking gross getting out of it. Brand new cherry flavor. It's pretty good when you when you get done and watch the whole thing. I recommend it. So you, you need to make sure when you go back and edit this uh, that you ask people to drink every single time they hear the term side vagina. That will be the <laughs> that will be the drinking game for this particular episode. Okay, I like that. That was a good review. I wish. See, I wish that you could have gone to Rockaholma just so you could have gave 
a Rocklahoma review that you know how to, because your storytelling is so much better. I didn't give Rocklahoma anywhere near the passion that you just gave us a side vagina episode for big red cherry flavor. Brand, brand new cherry flavor. I want to make sure you get this. This is going to be fun for you and the wife on a next next movie night instead of watching a Marky Mark movie. Maybe take a break from Marky Mark and let's squeeze in eight episodes of brand new cherry flavor. It's possible. I I, I got it. I turned it on the Netflix uh, as you were giving us the story, just so I could see the beginning. Does it have a descript? Does it have a genre? It says drama and horror. Okay, drama, horror, sci-fi. There's a little comedy in it. It's it got. Give, it didn't give me any of that. Just drama well, and horror. I didn't. I didn't. It's. I'll give you the one actress you'll know. You won't recognize anybody else. I don't think. Um, but the one popular actress is the girlfriend on Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, the eBay saleswoman. She is the witch. Oh, okay. There we go. Um. So if she comes up on Dead or Alive, she's still alive. I gotcha. Um. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. It was absolutely. Long. So I gave that pretty much exact same description um, at the bar Sunday night. Uh, I went to the bar and hung out with a buddy of mine. There was only four of us in the bar. There's nobody there. Um, it's great Sundays because it's only $2.50 for my favorite drink. I go on over to the bar and get myself a vodka soda with a little bit of cranberry juice. It's only two dollars and fifty cents on that. Yeah, you went you went real country there all of a sudden. <laughs> so yeah, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't fucking resist. I had to tell people there's a show with a side vagina in it, and I'm describing it to them, and I'm like, well, they I have they gotta see it, and like a, the idiot I am. I Google brand new uh, cherry flavor side vagina. There's no images. I go to YouTube. I'm like brand new cherry flavor side vagina. There's nothing on YouTube. And my buddy Adam's like, don't you have Netflix on your phone? I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so then I fucking pulled up episode four so I could show everybody the goddamn side vagina. And she bursts out a kitten out of it and gets finger fucked fisted. What the fuck? <laughs> But seriously, isn't, isn't that crazy that people like that's somebody so creatively disgusting, so create, so just oddly. I, I would demented. just go with creative. Yeah, creative and demented and uh, a little off. Yeah, that's wild shit, man. I wish I could remember. And the only thing I could remember that the dude that wrote it, he did the real life. Um, there was that that chick in in Springfield, Missouri, where her mom faked the fact that she was uh, had all kinds of fucking diseases. It was, she was wheelchair bound. Um, she had feeding tubes. Like her mom was one of those people that put the child through that convince, which is crazy to me. I don't know how the fuck you convince eighteen doctors that can't find anything wrong with your child that your child's fucked up and has. MS and needs a feeding tube and needs to have surgeries and all this shit when there's nothing wrong. Doctors can't find anything wrong with them, but a parent is able to convince multiple doctors to do severely evasive surgeries and procedures to these children 
and they're able to convince the doctors and the child that they're sick and they need to be in a wheelchair and that they can't walk and that they're mentally wrong and physically wrong and just all fucked up. When in reality, there's not a goddamn thing wrong with the kid. Well, that happened in real life in Springfield, Missouri. I don't know if you heard about it. And then the daughter found a boyfriend on the internet and they ended up killing mom. And then everybody, and then they found out that the daughter had nothing wrong with her and now she's in prison. It's a true life story. And that dude wrote that true life movie. Uh, and then also wrote a movie that involved a side vagina and birthing cat, uh, cats oh, and side vaginas. Yeah, I have not heard that Springfield, Missouri movie. Uh, is that it sounds like something I'd see on Lifetime. Um, but uh, I will definitely check out Big Red Gumball Machine. Brand new cherry flavor. Brand new cherry flavor. Yes. 51 minutes. I could talk about other things. We could talk about other things. Let's, I just want to. I, I was really going to hope that you'd bring up the Sopranos. We're going to talk about the Sopranos because I'm equally fucking. Uh, I've got the same. Uh, I can't. Uh, Sopranos is really fucking bothering me right now. I love. So I did. William had asked me prior to podcasting what shit I had to talk about because he didn't have a goddamn thing once again. And maybe we should talk about the fact that he never has anything. And I gave him brief little notes and I had Sopranos and Will's like, I like that we're going to cover the Sopranos in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> like when did that show even end? Uh, it's been at least a decade, but I think it was 2008 or 2009, right? Surely it was a long ago. I think I only saw the final season. I never saw any of the beginning seasons. And the other day, I was like a few weeks back, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to start watching The Sopranos. So I've started The Sopranos from season one. I'm currently on season four, episode three. And I can't fucking handle it anymore. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it. I will be able to finish it. Tony's breathing is absolutely out of control. Mm-hmm. Why does Tony Soprano breathe so fucking i actually stopped it and and just kind of listened to myself breathe mm-hmm. i i tried to breathe like he breathes that nasal like i just snotted a little bit trying to do it right now <laughs> for the phone i don't know how he does it he exhales and inhales through his nose like his nose is just congested and it only has 10 percent passageway it's loud it's obnoxious it's throughout every fucking episode. There's no other characters that are breathing that fucking loud. Why do they have to make him breathe that loud? Does he always breathe that loud? Does Tony Soprano breathe like that in all of his other movies? I don't know. I got to go back and find some. Is it written in? Did the writers say, hey, Tony, you should breathe like a fucking somebody with breathing problems? When you eat, you should just be nasally fucking loud. When you talk, you should be. I watched him today. He's taking a drink. Only thing I can hear is his fucking nasal breathing. When he gets done taking a drink, he moans, groans, and fucking breathes loudly out of his nose. When he's taking a drink, he inhales through his nose like it's a fucking just a chore. It's constant, sickening, fucking bothersome nose breathing at all fucking times. Was that written in as a character development? Did he come up on that on his own? What the fuck's going on with all that disgusting, loud, fucking bothersome breathing? Man, that was a lot of profanity. Uh, So I would have to go and do some research about this. I think Tony did have some health issues uh, because he was overweight, uh, didn't eat well, drank a lot. So I, 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 to me, it's probably possible that it was part of the character 
uh, development of, of what who Tony Soprano was. He also had anger issues, obviously. Uh, he was mad a lot. He breathed heavily when he was mad. Um, so, you know, based off of what everything you're telling me, I just feel like it was part of the character. Okay, well, it's not – we don't – there's no health issues in up through season four, episode three, other than the fact that he passes out all the time and he's got – he's he's – He's yeah. uh, what's he, yeah. he's sad all the time. Was he's depressed? He's depressed. And, yeah. And uh, you don't think passing out a, is a uh, some type of health issue? Uh, anxiety. Yeah. There you go. Anxiety and depression is anxiety a health issue? Yeah, of course. Why would it not be a health issue? That's a that's a mental thing. <laughs> okay, mental health. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right. That's mm. fine. Whatever. Uh, did you, is this something that it resonates with you at all? You you're not familiar with. Does that ring a bell from you when you watched it? Yeah, no. When you when you told me that, yes, it rings a bell. Uh, but it when I watched it, it wasn't something I was actively thinking about that I recall. But uh, when you when you sent me that text, yeah, I immediately thought about Tony, especially when he was mad, how heavy his nostril breathing was. So I, I did it. It did ring a bell as to what you were talking about i didn't realize you were that passionate and upset about it uh, uh, that would that would bring out so much profanity but i i knew exactly what you were talking <laughs> about yes i can't it's 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 kind of taken away from the show for me because i can't i fixate on it like i get it i understand whenever he's mad he's upset because yes every episode 70 percent of the time he's fucking fuming he seems mm-hmm. to just be Somebody's pissed him off. Nobody can do shit right. He's constantly angry and mad. But when he's not angry and mad, when he's sitting in the office talking to the to the shrink, when he's in his office, when he's in when he wakes up from bed, uh, when he's walking down the stairs, when he's standing in the kitchen, when he, he just at all points in time during this fucking show, he's breathing so. Ugh. And it's mm. it it's taken away from the show, and I can't help but notice it at all times during the show. And I'm, I got two seasons to go of this. Well, that's a shame because it's one of the greatest shows of all time. Oh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Don't get me wrong, but I can't. It's just I'm, even though I'm fixated on it, and I said I don't know if I'm going to be finishing. Obviously, I'm going to finish it because I'm four seasons invested, and I I can't wait for the next episode. I'll probably watch another one or two tonight. Now, are you oh, yeah. are you binging it because the prequel is about to come out, or why why did you decide to binge The Sopranos now? I think now that you said that, that might have been the catalyst because I did see um, that they're making that that Sopranos movie, mm-hmm. and and I think maybe I was like, I don't really know much about The Sopranos. I saw, I know what happened at the end. I saw the season finale. Obviously, one of the most watched season finales of any show. Uh, uh, not season finale, series finale, show finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I so I you know I'd seen it. I'm familiar with Sopranos, but I knew I have never seen it from the beginning to end. And uh, that could have been. I'm not. I can't say for sure that might have been it. But for some reason, it came to mind. And uh, yeah, I wanted to watch it. And whenever I get into a show like that, it it's a binge, just like brand new cherry flavor a show that you should all watch on Netflix so you can see a side vagina. Um, I, I had to watch the, I started watching it. I watched all damn eight episodes that evening. So that's the way I roll. Yeah. It's crazy to me that you watch brand new cherry vagina before you watch the Sopranos. 
I got about two and a half seasons into Sopranos when I was told about the side vagina and I had to put the Sopranos on hold. And that evening I stayed up until five o'clock in the morning watching the side vagina cat birthing, vomiting cats. Uh, why which it, do you know why it's called Brandy Cherry Flavor? No. Okay. It, it, not at one single time during the season of the show did I hear a reference to brand new cherry flavor. Now, I am don't pay the best attention at times. I do get to brain. St- my brain will take off when I'm watching a show and I'll start thinking about something. And next thing you know, it's 10 minutes later and I don't have a fucking clue what just happened. So I got to rewind it. Um, and I'm watching. I'm looking at the television screen, but my mind is elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I can't shake it. And But no, I, and that's what I was hoping because, right? Every movie you watch, there's like a reference to the title of the movie. Am I wrong? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't think that's true. No, hey, really think about all right. I just feel like the title of The Breakfast Club didn't they rev call themselves that? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was my example. I'm just saying, I use that as an example. Like, I feel like every movie is referenced in the movie at some point in time. Uh, I mean, I have no doubt that, yes, a lot of movies do reference the title at some point. But as far as, like, I, I thought you uh, had said, like, basically, it's a given that it's going to happen. And yeah. I just don't think that that's the case. I don't think it's a case that the the title of the movie or the show is bound to be in the in the uh, actual movie. As it far as Reference Club, I I can't I I do believe that they did eventually call themselves the Breakfast Clubs since they were in detention. Obviously, Goonies yep. comes to mind. They called themselves Goonies throughout the the movie, but uh, I, I think there's quite a few movies uh, where it, there's no reference to the the movie title at all. No, you've only furthered my proof. You've only added to my proof. I 100% expect and look and 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 I'm expecting a movie title drop in every movie I watch. Okay. Well, we should uh, look more, look further into that. Um, because now like I'm coming across movies in my head, like Goodwill hunting. Yes. The, the star of the movie is called will hunting Jurassic park is pretty obvious. ET is obvious. Um, I, I'm so far, I can't come up with the movie in my head. Uh, born on the 4th of July. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I can come up with a movie now uh, where it's not referenced. Yeah, because all movies <laughs> reference the title. Yeah. Except a brand new cherry flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the only one. It's the only one in the history of television movies. The only one. Uh, well, do you have anything that you'd like to add to anything we've discussed before we move on? No, I appreciate <laughs> it. That's going to lead us to... Dead or alive Ooh, dead or alive Dead or alive Ooh, dead or alive Welcome to Season 2 of the Oscar, Grammy, Tony, and Emmy-winning game show, Dead or Alive. I'm your host, Mike, and Doug and Will. Guys, how's it going? <laughs> Go by, your responses, by your responses, I'm guessing it's a shit show. 
there's there's been a little confusion as to what we're about to do here. There's some we just had some behind the scenes uh, confusion and drama, which I'll happily explain after we play this rousing game of Peel. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, you guys know how it works. If you've been listening, um, Doug and Will are going to have a list of celebrities, people, important people that may be dead or alive. They're going to pick, as we all know, Murray sucks. Um, But it's actually tied through the first week. So I think we're going to have Mr. Murray have the honors of going first. And our first contestant on Dead or Alive is Al Molinero. Mm. You, guys know, you guys know who Al Molinero is? No. no. Okay. Well, Al, if you haven't got it already, has been in a few films. He was in uh, Gridlock in 1980. He played a sightseer. He was on Freaky Friday in 1976 as the Drapery Man. Um, he was on television. He was on Get Smart as Agent 44, The Odd Couple as Officer Murray Gressler, Bewitched as a tour guide. Um, let's see what else. He was on The Love Boat. He played Antonio Borga, <laughs> Fantasy Island, <laughs> Step by Step as Joe Passarelli. <laughs> but you probably know him most as Al Delvecchio from The Happy Days. Good lord. Wow. Uh did Al DeVecchio work in the kitchen? In Al, the you've seen Happy Days, right? Yeah, Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. He he, <laughs> he yeah. uh yeah, Happy Days. Uh <laughs> he, yeah, he uh he owned uh, the restaurant Al's drive in. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh I've I I Al DeVecchio, 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 DeVecchio. I got nothing. I got, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Try the fish. Nobody's, nobody's seen Al since happy days. He's, he's deceased. He's gotta be. He's gotta be. So was he in the Weezer video for Buddy Holly? Yep. Man, he was pretty old. Um, He's gotta be, I'm gonna go with the live. You're gonna go with the live final answer? Yeah. Murray, was yours a final answer? Yes, sir. Okay. Albert Francis Molinario was born June 24th, 1919. Oh, Lord. In in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, He actually passed away October 30th of 2015. He died from an an infected gallbladder. You know, it's a shame to die of something other than old age at that age. Yeah. Yeah. He was 96. I felt, I felt that, that it may have been a trick because he was such an old man. Uh-huh. I thought that perhaps he was be he was alive somewhere like at the age of 100, but that was a good one. Good job Douglas got one on me there. Yeah. With, with that with that Mr. Murray takes the lead 3 to 2. Mm. Brings, us, brings us to our second contestant on dead or alive. Senator Bob Dole. From Kansas, who is now retired. Oh, man. He was the Republican nominee in the 1996 U.S. presidential election, but he lost a, but he, but he lost a bill. Yeah. Yeah. He, he always a, holds, a, he always hold, held or holds a pin in his, 
in his dead hand. His his he was, he was also the Republican vice presidential nominee in 1976. Bob Dole. Bob Dole says. Yeah. Is uh, Bob Dole is Bob Dole dead or alive, Doug? That's a great question, Mike. Um, that I'm not immediately when you said Bob Dole, I said dead in my brain. But now that I think about it, I don't know if Bob Dole has passed away. That would be pretty good news. But I can't remember fucking yesterday, let alone. Hmm. Oh, Bob Dole. Is Bob Dole dead or alive, ladies and gentlemen? Bob Dole. I believe was a senator from Kansas. I said that. (laughs) Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Is Bob Dole from Kansas is Bob is Bob Dole is (laughs) Oh God damn it important. (laughs) Bob Dole is currently Alive. alive. Is he dead? Is he dead? <laughs> Fuck. I don't have anything. I don't have anything I can do. Oh, Bob Dole was nothing. I just know who he is. I've got no reference one way or the other. It's a total fucking guess. I don't know if he's dead or alive. I'm going to say that Bob Dole is alive. Dead. Dead. Dole passed away two years ago. He's nothing. I can't get any things when you last saw him in 2016 or anything. You can't slip up and give too much. <laughs> I can tell you that he was the longest serving senator in uh, longest service, set a record as the longest serving Republican leader. Does that help? No, that didn't do anything. Okay. Well, I I'll tell you what, the judges, the judges are, are requesting that you give yes. an answer. Give oh, an answer. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I wish I had a coin right now. Just flip it. I think Bob Dole is a lot. Bob Dole's a lot. Final answer. God damn it, I think he's dead. He's all right. From- <laughs> Bob, sorry. So, so sorry just to clarify. Just to clarify, you said Bob Dole's alive. He said alive. Okay, just want to make sure. All right, so here's the deal. Bob Dole has been in the news, I believe, this oh. year. Now, the question is, was it for, like, his 95th birthday because he's definitely in his 90s, or was it because he finally passed away, or was it because he was hospitalized? Um, It was one of those three reasons. I'm going to say that it was most likely, or it could have been because of some law that was passed that had something to do with Bob Dole back in the day. But I'm going to go with the reason why he was in the news. I'm pretty confident it was this year. uh, is because he died. He passed away. Final answer? Yes, final answer. All right. Robert Joseph Dole was born July 22nd, 1923. So that's probably why he was in the news, because he just recently celebrated his 98th birthday. Yeah, is, go get him, Bobby. Still alive. Bobby, yeah. doing fine. Still alive. Doing fine. Damn it. You're really disappointing <laughs> me. You got me with two people near a hundred. Yeah, I know. I went wrong on both of them. Yeah, you did. All right. So for the final contestant in episode two of season two of the greatest game show on the planet, Dead or Alive, we have 
Bob Newhart. Now, if I have to tell you who the fuck Bob Newhart is, I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm, re- uh, I'm retiring. Know. I'm retiring as host of DOA if you don't know who Bob Newhart is. I think Bob Newhart is deceased, final answer. Okay, so I'm pretty confident on this one, but you did hit us with three people in their 90s. Uh, so kudos to you for that. I didn't realize we had a a uh, a theme for this week's show. Bob Newhart's still alive, final answer. Damn it. Bob Newhart, born September 5th, 1929, just celebrated his 92nd birthday. He is alive. All right, good. Got one back. Got one back. So Got one back. After two weeks of gameplay, Douglas Murray has a lead of four to three. With that, folks, remember, kids, eat your school, stay in drugs, and don't do vegetables. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to probably go back and figure that one out. Uh, wonderful. Well, uh, Mike, thank you for another fantastic episode of DOA. That you are welcome. Apparently, wasn't supposed to fucking happen tonight. No, see, I thought that it was retired. I yeah, heard exactly. through the grapevine. I heard through the grapevine that I was being canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's there's a lot of confusion that just uh, played within the last forty-eight <laughs> hours about that live, Mike. That just came forty-eight hours, like ten years. minutes. Whenever you, well, it started Tuesday okay. and ended uh, during our break while we were waiting for you to join us. I'm fucking texting Will, and, and I says, "Hey, Will, you want to bring up the possibility of a new game show that we might be playing, mm-hmm. uh, or you just want to wait and reference it later?" And he's like, "What do you mean? Thought we were <laughs> playing <it> tonight." <laughs> and, Without any reservation, I sent him a text message like, fuck this, and I called him instantly. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking with me? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, seriously, are you fucking with me? He doesn't know what I'm talking about. He thinks we're playing a new game tonight. I don't think we're playing a new game tonight because on Tuesday, I sent him a question saying, are we playing deal? No, I says, because last week. Okay, listen, we got to back up. So we got to back up. Why don't you go ahead and explain what? I can't even think straight right now. I'm so okay. fucking crazy about this. So last week, uh, you received a voicemail from one of your devoted listeners named Adam Sailors, who suggested that we uh, mix it up. And um, I was under the impression that DOA was being was being canceled, was being axed. Um, yep, it's not due to low ratings, so. Don't know what's going on there, but um, <laughs> so we were under the impression, me and my co-host from uh, No Judgments Here, who's also your co-host on Off the Rails, Mr. William Hendricks, that we were starting a new game this week. Yeah. Okay. Stop there. Okay. I, too, as of prior to me sending a text message on Tuesday, mm-hmm. I, too, was under the impression that we were we had retired dead or alive as well. William can attest to mm-hmm. our previous conversation. He too. So all three parties involved in this section of our podcast for the last 29 years were under the impression that DOA was going to be retired new game tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And by the way, it's a great idea, Adam. 
it's absolutely Very. a great idea, which we will be doing. I love um, it. Thank you for your 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 voicemail and the idea. It's great. DOA is DOA as you all know it will be. I don't know if we're going to retire it, but it is definitely going to be ended with the possibility of coming back at a later date. Yeah, and doing- something I do want to include, Doug, is the reason why we started Dead or Alive uh, was because Betty White is turning 100 years old this at some point this year. So I started playing Dead or Alive based on Betty White's 99th birthday as a celebration and tip of the hat to her about to be 100. So I, I did want to throw that in there. Yes, I remember uh, those. I remember those early episodes. Yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't remember that at all. <laughs> but now that you say it, I absolutely remember. And I'm glad that that happened because DOA we made a theme song for it. It's been an absolute great part of our show and mm-hmm. absolutely not being cut because of low ratings, but because of our uh, inability to use uh, the spoken word and mm-hmm. come up with a great show, which we'll explain momentarily. So Tuesday, normally lately we've been recording on Tuesday, but I wasn't necessarily ready to record on Tuesday. I was like, let's record on Wednesday. I send a text message, which I don't want to pull up right now. Maybe you can, Will, because I'm scared to change my phone from the setting it's on. I no, feel like it cracks everything. Um, but roughly, basically, I send a, game, a, a voice, a text message to William um, asking if he's got any name ideas for the new, the new game. I says, I've got um, four suggestions. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down said suggestions. And, and like ended it there. Like, should it be named this, 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 or this? Or do you have any ideas of your own that you can bring to the table? His response to my question about the name of the new show that's got nothing to do with Dead or Alive in any way, mm-hmm. a show that me, you, and Will are all under the impression is going to be canceled his response to my question about what the new brand new game has nothing to do with Dead or Alive should be called. His response was, I like Dead or Alive. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then he says, and yes, Wednesday's good. So I like Dead or Alive, and yes, let's record on Wednesday. So now, and I'm sitting in my car. I pulled over into a parking lot to send the text message and read his response under a tree, windows down, enjoying the beautiful day. See, I like Dead or Alive, a show that I think is now canceled. I'm like, huh? I like Dead or Alive. Well, to me, that says I like Dead or Alive. Like, I don't want to play the new game all of a sudden. I like Dead or Alive. Let's just play Dead or Alive on Wednesday. So, I, um, and yes, I ask myself questions that unfortunately I wish I would have asked William, but I asked the questions and I answered them myself, which I should never do again. I like Dead or Alive, Doug. I like Dead or Alive. What? Mm. I thought Dead or Alive was king. <sighs> I guess not. I guess he's had a change of mind and now he just wants to stick with Dead or Alive. <sighs> So, so in his defense, though, to um, tonight, I send him a fucking text message. Should we bring up Dead or Alive tonight, or should we bring up the new game show? 
What are you talking about? I thought we were playing a new game. <laughs> Which would make sense to why you said, oh, we're playing Dead or Alive? Mm-hmm. We're tonight? I thought we were... No, Mike, we're playing Dead or Alive because Will wants to play Dead or Alive. <laughs> uh, so, Will, go ahead and tell him what you meant by Dead or Alive. I like Dead or Alive. What did that actually I was going to let Mike say in, in my defense first. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. In Will's defense, he was in the middle of a field in scorching hot weather, um, drinking copious amounts of mimosas and <laughs> other alcoholic beverages. And uh, he may have forgotten that we discussed Thursday okay, that, night. About that, was not a, that was not a good defense. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, the reason I said I like Dead or Alive is because we have we already have a theme song that we don't want to get rid of. So I thought we could just keep it as Dead or Alive, much like the nine Star Wars films are all called Star, Star Wars, but with another title underneath. So we would still call it Dead or Alive. It would just have like Dead or Alive vocab for dummies edition is what my thought that's what my thought process was to it okay but that, that makes douglas, no sense oh i know it's fine thank you. douglas thank you. didn't thank ask you. any follow-up questions whatsoever i just put i like dead or alive tomorrow's fine there were no follow-up to that at all um so he didn't I, there was no further explanation asked of me and i could uh-huh. have asked further and i could have said well we have a we already have a theme song to dead or alive so why don't we just keep calling it dead or alive but also have another like name to it i could have explained it further a subtitle yeah subtitle he just there was no explanation provided he just made up his own thought and my, but i appreciate doug just give me the power the rain to just completely go against what i initially said and with and not ask any type of questions or follow-up at all so. <laughs> And you know why I was okay with that? Because you like Dead or Alive. song created that yeah. for the thing. And I didn't want to have to figure out a new theme song. So he says, I like Dead or Alive. I'm like, cool. Now I don't have to worry about another theme song until next week, probably. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just a hired help. So, <laughs> and speaking of this, with, you know, with this new game and my expanded, uh, hosting abilities on I me, mean, you know, actually being the host of two popular game shows, we need to discuss my compensation. <clears throat> so contract renegotiation. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think that's appropriate to do. On no, we should do it on the air. I mean, obviously Doug is uh, in charge of all compensation and contract talks. So I, I would just get with Doug after the show is over with okay. at some point over the next week. And you two can hash out the details. Okay, yeah, I'll just have my people call your people. Uh, I'm really quite comfortable with you taking over negotiation. No, no, it's you, fine. It's, it's you put in the contract that even though you may st- say stuff like that, you don't really mean it. You're not serious about it. And for me, just to allow you to continue on with that designation, so that's fine. It's all it's all yours. Uh... Well, so we should do we so we should prepare people for next week. Let them know yeah. what. Yeah, I think next week is a good to go. You want to go ahead and tell them what we're doing, or you just want to play the message from Adam at this point? There you go. There you go. That's why I like to get you involved for your input. Yeah, thank you. 
We'll play Adam's message right now. You'll understand what the new game is going to be. Hey, Doug. Hey, Will. Adam here. Just thinking through, uh, you know, season one was great. Dead or Alive was great. Um, clearly, Will kicked your ass, Doug. Sorry to say it, but um, thinking about season two, what could be good? What could help you improve your use of words? Thinking, get Shelky together, um, have him come on the line. Um, you each take turns. Um, you know, well, for example, Shelky would give Doug you a word. You would have to explain what you think the definition or meaning of that word is. And while you're doing that, Will can't listen in. You know, he's got to go on mute or go offline. And then bring Will on. Shoki would give him the definition, and Will would have to guess what he thinks the meaning of that word is. Um, it'd be up to Shoki to pick the words. You do it two or three times. I think it could be entertaining. Um, anyways, just a thought. Hope all is well. Hope we can see uh, see you guys soon. And take care. Oh, shit balls. <laughs> well, we went off the rails on this episode, boys and girls. I don't have much to add to anything. We're an hour and 20 months into it. Michael, thank you for joining us this evening. William, do have you have anything you'd like to add? Oh, who, go ahead. Who said that? That was me. Yeah, Mike, go ahead. So I recently, and maybe you've discussed it, I, I've been missing any updates on Satgate. Is, uh, is you know that what? That dead? Is, That's great that a, you brought that up. An update. I have an update. I do have an update for Satgate. Um, insert theme song here. Yes, I, I, I just thought that people, I thought maybe it was too boring and nobody likes Satgate. I, I don't know why I thought that, because it's not much to Satgate other than me complaining about what they do every week. And yes, those motherfuckers still aren't putting my Coke in a fucking bag. I got groceries this fucking week. I made it very clear that I want my shit in a bag. I wrote the same thing. I Maybe I even reworded it a little differently, but it's very clear. Put my fucking Coke in a bag. I went to Walgreens the other day, got a six-pack of fucking Coke, put it on the counter. You know what she asked me? First words out of her fucking mouth. You want me to put this six-pack in a Coke? I said, you're goddamn right I do. And then I said, thank you for asking. You want to put your six-pack in a Coke? <laughs> you know what also those pieces of shit did the other fucking day? I got some watermelon from my mom. My mom likes fresh cut watermelon. So I got some watermelon and some other items. I always ask on the fucking website. I say, put it in a plastic sack. I don't want your goddamn paper sacks. Paper sacks aren't, it's easier to carry plastic sacks. <laughs> Good for the environment. No, it's not. But I say, well, fucking recycle if you don't like it. I don't fucking know, but I don't like the paper sacks. They gave me one paper sack. One paper sack. I didn't know it was a fucking paper sack. I open my goddamn trunk. I look at my shit. There's a six pack just sitting there, not in any fucking sack. And there's a mystery paper sack. I don't know what's in it, but I pick up the paper sack. The paper sack is soaked through wet. And when I pick it up, all my watermelon falls out of the sack, lands on my goddamn driveway, and spills underneath my car. The watermelon's ruined. Not only did they not put my Coke in a fucking sack, they put the watermelon in a paper sack for some reason, soaked through the paper sack, and now I ruined all my water. Sorry, Mom. I didn't get any fucking watermelon because I'm not doing what I asked. Did you, did you, did you write a strongly worded letter? No, I was just so distraught. I never... Uh, did you, you, I didn't didn't make a phone, you didn't make a phone call? 
I just took it like a little bitch. I just you ate the what? car. I, 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 I was so paper sack. Where'd that come from? We haven't had a paper sack involved in anything that we've done. Oh, I just, I still don't know what to think about this mysterious fucking paper sack situation. They had watermelon all the fucking time. And they put the watermelon in a plastic sack. Why did they put the watermelon in a, in, in, in a paper sack? And everything else in plastic except for my fucking Coke. It doesn't make any sense. I didn't. I just, yeah, I should have. And I probably, maybe I still will after hearing the way I'm responding right now. Tomorrow they're going to fucking hear about this. I was just getting ready to suggest, or just a couple of thoughts. Um, it's. I think it's time for you to put your big boy pants on. Walk, walk in the and, and confront a manager face to face. Oh, you're you're a big dude. You can be intimidating when you want to be intimidating. Wow. You know, I've talked to somebody on the phone twice. So, yeah. So now you're well, saying I'm... big boy pants. Put your pull your, your put your put your big boy pants on. Pull up your bootstraps. Get uh-huh. in there and say, listen, you motherfucking cocksuckers. I've talked to you bitches twice on the fucking phone. Now I got to uh-huh. get out of my fucking car, walk in this busy-ass fucking place. I had to wait 10 to 13 minutes for you to even show up and fucking talk to me. And now I got to talk to you about shit I've already talked to you on the phone and you said that you would fix and you haven't fucking fixed? What's going on? In the yep. paper stack. Yep. Yep. Doug, I feel like you have potentially set a record for profanity in an episode on tonight's episode. (laughs) Now I'm going to have to go through and cut and count all the cuss words. Oh, it's a lot. So then I can beat that record. Yeah. Whoa. Luckily, luckily, uh, Mike, you don't drink anymore, so you wouldn't have to have a drinking game with every cuss word that he says. That is true. That is true. <sighs> well, All thanks right, for bringing up Sackgate. I didn't think I had a very good take on Sackgate, but I, I, I forgot I, I, I think, until you brought it up. I, I, I feel good. like I feel like you exercised some demons with your little rant there. I think you should feel good about yourself. Tonight's been a real, uh, tonight's been a cathartic, is that the right word, cathartic? What's yes. that mean? Yeah, that's a good, it's been a good, good cathartic episode. I got a lot out tonight. I got a, several times whenever I let the demons unleash, the voice got raised, the high voice happened. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's been a good episode for me tonight. Thank you for letting that happen. Yeah. Uh, I think cathartic could be on one of our definitions for future games. Yeah, but well. I already know what it means. I what just you. Oh, you, you guys, you, you guys are in for a world of hurt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know this is going to be bad. Anything else anybody wants to add? I'm exhausted. No, I need to turn my fan on, and I need. To, I just need to take some deep breaths for a little while. Yeah, good to go. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, Hope you thanks for having me. Have a good rest of your week. Likewise, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Will. You can, uh, if you want to comment on anything that we've done, if you'd like to leave a voicemail, if you've got any questions, comments, or concerns, please join us over at our Facebook, Off the Rails with Will and Doug. You can also leave a message on the podcast for Off the Rails with Will and Doug. Thanks for tuning in, and everybody have a great week ahead. Nice. And be sure to listen to No Judgments Here with Mike and Will.
uh, podcast about music, music news, and all things music related. How to get that cheap plug in there? Yeah, good. Don't worry, I, I plugged. I plugged you earlier. Don't yeah, think I didn't already plug you. You don't already plugged you. Come on now. I know. But, uh, you know, you got the last thing they need to hear. <laughs> I like it. Uh, they hear. They remember the first thing they hear and the last thing they hear. Turns out both know. of those are no judgments here. Great. <laughs> Layers. Oh, We're Doug and Will, and we are off the rails.